Hey, how's it going? This is Braden from Noble Sports. I'm excited to finally get back to recording some episodes. Today I have the privilege of having Taylor Rosette on with uh with me today. So how, how are you doing, Taylor? I'm doing great, Braden. How are you? You know, living the dream. It's it's my Sunday, but I'm excited. I only work four days this week because no. my birthday's on Friday. So we're no, it's your daughter we're, day. It's yeah, it's my daughter day. <laughs> well, happy early birthday, and thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, I'm excited. I, I, I love I love the opportunity that I have because the whole reason I started this podcast is being a girl dad. I wanted my daughter to have every single chance in sports possible because obviously there's still a huge discrepancy between men and women when there shouldn't really be. But so that's why I started doing this, and so much so, hopefully, I, I applied to work for the Las Vegas Aces because I graduate in, like, two months, so I'm still waiting to hear back from them. So hopefully. Yes, uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, and I actually I actually go to a Big Ten school, too. I go to Purdue, so. Oh, well, there you go. Nice, nice. Uh, I believe our basketball team just lost to Purdue recently, but. <laughs> I, I don't really follow their sports. I, I'm a BYU fan through and through, so. Uh, oh, and you know what's funny? I used to work at Utah. Oh, nice. Uh huh. So funny. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not one of those fans that I'm like. I hate Utah. To, I, at one point, yes, but I kind of matured, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> so. I I just love a good game. I love a good match. You know, when two teams, especially a rivalry, go at it, you know, that's all. That's all I want. And so the holy war, whenever it happens, well, I don't know if it'll happen in the future now with the, the different. Uh, conferences now and combining different teams, but I mean, in the it past, it definitely should. was a lot of fun. Because they're going to be in the same, they're both in the Big 12 next year, starting next true. year. True, so very true. Should. Yes, I know for at least football, they're trying to keep it, which should be fun, especially because BYU's head coach used to work for Utah's head coach, so mm-hmm. it's, it's fun. So It is, but, it is indeed. Why don't you tell the listeners what what it is you do for work? Because I think it's really awesome. So, sure. So I am an assistant director for student athlete programming. So <laughs> there Sorry, you go. No, you're good. And so, in short, with that title, I work with uh, different coworkers on organizing and programming for our incoming students. And for our students throughout the year to recognize their academic achievements. And alongside with that, I'm also an academic counselor for several sports at Penn State. Uh, In particular, I'm a a counselor for field hockey, men's soccer, men's and women's uh, gymnastics, and wrestling. So, yeah, I love it. It's great. Keeps me busy year round. I don't exactly have summers off like the kids do or you know, teachers do, but, you know, I do, um, do a lot of work, you know, even in the summer too. So it's very fulfilling and a lot of fun. That's awesome. How did you get into doing this? Uh, honestly by accident, actually. So whenever I graduated from school, I graduated from Indiana university, Pennsylvania. I'm also a former student athlete there. I played softball (laughs) and while I was in school, I had the mindset of, okay, um, you know, all I really wanted to do was play softball, but not really too much um, opportunities, especially whenever I was playing to continue to play my softball career after college. So had to be realistic and thought, well, how can I still stay in the game without 
maybe playing. Um, so I looked into coaching. Uh, so I actually graduated with middle school math and science education, and I got into high school coaching and I coached volleyball and softball while also teaching. And I did that for four years and I loved it, but I still miss that collegiate, you know, area, that, that space, uh, especially playing college athletics myself. And my cousin actually was a learning specialist at Utah State. So I took a brief break from teaching and went to live with her and started teaching and tutoring football players out there with math and science. And from there, that kind of spearheaded to what I do today. Um, I got into this field becoming a assistant learning specialist with the University of South Florida in Tampa, Florida. Worked with football and a ton of different athletes while I was there. Then after my internship was done, I got my first big girl job as a learning specialist out in Utah. So I was there for about two and a half years working with both basketball programs and their softball program. And even though I was initially hired as a learning specialist, I grew into a tutor coordinator while I was there. And then finally an advisor there before finally moving back to the East Coast, working at Penn State and working with all the different sports that I do today. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I was kind of looking in through your Instagram, and it was really cool seeing all the trophies that you've gotten to hold up and whatnot. And I, I bet that's got to be fulfilling. Like, that's I, I kind of realized in high school, like, yeah, this is probably where I'm capping off in sports. Like, as much as I love sports, I'm probably not going to progress any further. But I still want to work in sports. Still want to do something because uh -huh. the only thing I refuse to do is coach. I I don't know. It's just uh, especially now that I, I'm a dad, like I've seen videos of like kids saying their worst head coach or their worst coach I ever had was their parents. So I'm like, yeah, no. So <laughs> I, I won't coach my daughter. Um, he won't coach no, we're trying to convince my dad to coach her because she likes soccer right now. And my, my dad, oh, there you originally, go. So soccer's kind of big down there. So yeah. And you know, like with my role as their academic advisor, I kind of feel in a way that I am one of their coaches, just not in their particular sport. Like, absolutely. I am not coach Sanderson. I'm not going to tell my guys, you know, how to pick a leg or anything like that. That's not my area. My field hockey girls, I'm not going to tell them how to, you know, zip down the, the field there and, and go at it on the pitch. Like, absolutely not. But in a different space, you know, I work with them on their, their schoolwork, how to balance out their schedule, what they need to do. Cause we have a lot of students that come in from, you know, sometimes great backgrounds. They got four O's and A's, B's, whatever. And when you just come into a higher education space, especially one that's very competitive, like Penn state, you know, you don't really have time to, to think and plan like you did in high school, you know, in high school, you're in a building and you're navigating to one classroom after another in college is very different, um, especially for my freshmen that are coming in in the fall, like my men's soccer, my field hockey girls, and they're you know, on the ground running as soon as the school starts. They really need a lot of help with time management, uh, getting the different resources that they need to be successful in school. And, you know, on the flip side, I have a ton of other athletes that are coming in from um, not as great backgrounds. So they need to develop all those fundamental skills while also completing higher education work. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of 
feel like I'm a coach in that sense, just like I said, in a, a different area. And what's also cool about, um, you know, competitive athletics and collegiate athletics now is back when I played, I just had my head coach and that was it. You know, my head coach was my strength coach, my nutrition coach. I mean, everything. I just, you know, refer to him for everything, even for uh, classwork. Um, I would ask him, hey, looking at classes for next semester, what should I schedule? Here's the practice block. Don't schedule anything within this practice block. Okay. Now when athletes go to college, you know, they have a nutritionist on staff. They have a strength and conditioning coach. They have a sports psych coach. They, they have all these different areas to really make sure that whoever's coming into our facility, they're getting a holistic um, mindset growth within each area so that when they leave, they're leaving with a degree, but they're, they're leaving in a better spot than they were initially coming in. That's awesome. Yeah. This is this is my second go around at college, and I've noticed that the first time I went to BYU Idaho, it's BYU sister school, and it's mm-hmm. not as big as BYU, but it's still as competitive. They just don't have any of the sports because, from my understanding, they're too close and they're the same curriculum that they can't have sports. So only uh, one of the campuses can, and obviously BYU is the bigger school, so they get the sports. I mean, they had mm-hmm. intramurals, and I did that too, but. I struggled up there, but and it's funny now that I've been at Purdue for almost I think this is year three. So because I, I refused, I was like, I want to graduate as soon as possible because Walmart's paying. I work for Walmart full time, and they're paying for my school. I'm like, I, I want to get out of Walmart as like as fast as I can, and uh-huh. they're paying for it. So it I think That's what win the the flip for me was. Now that I'm more busy, it seems like it was easier to do school, like being thank you. <laughs> being a dad, working full time, trying tr- just trying to maintain everything. I, f- I feel like sometimes being too busy is, is it can be a good thing. It's a it's a double edged sword. So mm-hmm. where when I was at BYUI, I was just a student and kind of got caught up in different things and my mental health, like I never realized I had mental health issues until some things happened. And my wife really pointed out, like, I think you have anxiety. I think you need to go get that checked out. And then once I got a name put to it, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, you learn and you grow, but that, that's really cool that you get to help your, especially the freshmen develop those good habits. Cause I feel like habits is really what, what it stems down to, whether you, have a good background or a bad background. So that's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. I also with programming, I teach a first year seminar with our incoming uh, student athletes. So right off the gate, their first semester here at Penn state, I helped teach that. And we were just talking the other day about, Hey, um, those of you that are currently in your season now, you know, even though it feels like you don't have enough time, you're always on the go. Um, And I even read research too on this you actually do better academically because you have less distractions, less time to mess around. And I warned this with my fall athletes now entering their spring season said, Hey, look, you're going to have a lot more time on your hands than you did in the fall. So don't get caught up in all these distractions, um, especially with campus. You know, you don't have your football Saturdays anymore. You know, it's more of like a downtime compared to the fall semester. So Again, more opportunities to get caught up in the wrong crowd. So make sure you're you still have a good head on your shoulders. You're still making good decisions. 
you know, all those different decisions could impact your sleep, which then could prolong, you know, your, your growth and your strength and everything. It all stems in all different areas. So you just want to make sure you have the, the best setup for yourself. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. She's watching the Flintstones. She never realized, like, I, I never watched it. that growing up. Um, but like the, not the cartoon, like the actual live action uh -huh. to her last week. And she's watched it like four or five times now. And so and she has a blast watching it. And she also enjoys, eventually her and I are going to start a podcast. It's just with everything on my plate right now. I'm like, yeah, we'll it's a lot. That. Yeah. We'll push that back when, and when she's a little bit older, cause she's four right now. So it's. Mm -hmm. I guess you can talk, but a lot of it's gibberish, and I don't know how many how much people want to listen to gibberish. So, <laughs> but, well, but, in the future for sure. Yeah. So one of the big questions that I like to ask. So most of the questions that stem from these interviews have come from people close to me because the first interview I ever did, I'm like, "What's some questions you think you would want to hear on a podcast?" And my mom is like my biggest fan. I, I don't know if you can relate to that, but she. Mm -hmm. uh, she listens to all my podcast episodes when they drop and her, her question that she loves to hear from people is what got you started in sports? Like, was it, <laughs> she's all right, huh? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, she, so what uh, got me started in sports? Yeah. So like, was it, it could have been like a, a either a family member or you just grew up watching it like well what's your background why why did you start playing sports so sports has always been in my family been like how i met my my best friends through playing sports it's just i feel like sports has always been a part of me and something that i just i get i click with um one of my coaches and my role model, somebody I always look up to is my dad. Um, my dad was a professional football player. He played for the UF, or sorry, not the UFC. God, that's fighting. Uh, USFL Football League, the Canadian Football League. And he was for a short while with the New Orleans Saints. Um, so he was quarterback there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I have a very athletic family on my mom's side, my uncle, back when uh, Clemson had a wrestling program, my uncle uh, wrestled there, then eventually went to the Air Force. My grandfather on my mom's side coached wrestling. He's actually in the Pennsylvania Hall of Fame for coaching wrestling. So like I said, just sports have always been in my family, been um, just always been around it, especially with my dad, you know, coaching football in high school then too, and then coaching my sister and I through softball. Like I said, it's always just been a part of me, what I, I grew up with. And, um, you know, when I was at that stage in high school of, hey, I knew that softball was going to be like my go-to to go into college because, I mean, we, I don't know, I could apply for like financial aid and stuff for, for college, but really I was trying to, you know, go for a scholarship. So, when I first entered high school, that was kind of like my main focus. And I knew I was really good at softball and I loved it. So I kind of try to pursue that. And, you know, I got lucky and I did get a scholarship. So um, it was one of the ways that I used that to kind of spearhead my education um, through sport. And then now that I'm done playing, um, I kind of use sport as a way to 
have my experience be relatable and have it a way where I can translate other ideas for now my student athletes that I work with. So where did you yeah. play uh, softball at? I don't know if you've said that before. Uh, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. It, I, I just love it. I love listening to it because everyone's sports journeys, like there's similarities to them, but there's also such unique background stories, whether it's parents or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. and I can, I can kind of relate. I, I feel like, as funny as it is, I'm the tallest in my family, so you would think that I was probably the most athletic, but both of my siblings, my sister was like all state for volleyball, and my brother was amazing at lacrosse, both sports that our dad was really disappointed that we got into because he was hoping that one of us would get into soccer. And uh, uh-huh. it just, I mean, we played it growing up. It just, it just wasn't for us. Like, I still enjoy watching it, but I don't know. I know he was a little disappointed because he doesn't understand all those other sports. Because in Chile, they don't play that; they play soccer, and that's about it. That's all. Yeah. They so, uh, well, yeah, ironically, it, my dad's favorite sport was baseball, and he went to William and Mary. Uh, I mean, for the football scholarship, but then also he thought, well, maybe I can also play baseball while I'm there. And he did for a season, and then realized, like, man, playing two sports in college—that's that's a lot. Um, and then he actually growing up. Um, with all of us kids kind of let us decide, hey, I would love it if you guys played sports. You know, that's it would be awesome for me. We can definitely that that have a, that area where we can, you know, like something together. But he never I mean, my family never pushed sports on us, which I'm really thankful for. Um, I kind of initially found basketball first in third grade. And then through my basketball friends, then I found softball then in eighth, seventh grade, eventually found volleyball. So then in high school, I was a three-sport athlete with those three sports. And then for college, I got that scholarship for softball. So I went to pursue that. But, yeah, my dad has always been my rock. And it's kind of funny hearing, like, oh, man, I would never teach my daughter. My dad was my favorite coach, and he helped coach softball with myself and my friends since I was little growing up. So I, I kind of look to him for everything. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. One thing I – I'm starting to teach her football a little bit just because uh, last season there's there's a couple pro women's football leagues in there, amazing human beings. I, I enjoy working with them. Yeah. Well, um, you teach me. Yeah, I taught you how to do a three-point stance and how and, to tackle, huh? And tackle and you push. Yeah. There you so go. I was Future a linebacker for uh, the Las Vegas Silver Stars, uh, our pro women's football team. And it was fun getting her to watch and interact with all these players. So I'm like, yeah, if she like, I'll, I'll show you the techniques because that's what I played. I was a linebacker. And so it's like, I'll show you different things. And, but I don't know. I, some people have that ability to be able to coach. Some people don't. I don't know. I, I the one time I coached was powder puff football in high school, and I did not enjoy it. I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> these girls are mean. Like, Aww. I'm just going to stick to being a fan or something else because they were brutal. But, I mean, I, I get it. So, Yeah, it takes a special talent to coach. I mean, back when I coached, I, I loved it. But it's also – you just – you know, a lot of people say like, oh, coaching, it's easy. But I mean, if you really want to develop a good, solid program, you can't just teach your 
your girls, your squad that you have currently. You got to develop the upcoming girls, you know, about to enter high school and even before that. So that way, years down the road, you can have that championship team coming in. You know, if you're always just coaching the girls that you get, you you know, you're not going to – it takes so long to develop those fundamental skills. And then even when I was a um, pitching coach, when I student taught um, back in my final semester, um, you know, I I worked with a dad, and I remember this vividly. He said, oh, my my daughter has, you know – eight different pitches. She has a change up. She has a rise ball. She has a drop ball. She has a drop change all this stuff. But meanwhile, the kid can't, couldn't even get it over the plate. So I said, Hey, like you're, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter how many pitches you can throw. If you can't throw a strike, you're not going to be any good. Like yeah. first let's get the control down and then we can have fun developing your pitches and, you know, getting them a little outside or a little in. So that way, you know, they're not totally over the plate. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see control. You know, you could be a, a fast fastball pitcher going in there at 70 miles an hour. But, hey, you know, if it's just going to be wild and crazy and then you're going to no control, have it down the middle, well, then you might as well be a pitching machine. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. makes sense. Like, I think a lot of people, they, they try to get all technical – when in reality, it's the fundamentals that are really mm-hmm. important. If you can't do the fundamentals, there's no point in learning how to get fancy and whatnot. Like Exactly. You don't need to complicate it. Basketball is my love. And I like I would watch players that I played with, and they'd get all fancy with their dribbles. And I'm like, it, it doesn't really matter how fancy your dribbles are. If you can't get it to the basket, you just wasted all that energy for what? For looks? Like, it, it makes yeah. no sense. So, yeah. yeah like, oh, yeah. Especially for uh, basketball and shooting, too. I mean, currently our teams are – I mean, I shouldn't dog them too much. But, you know, currently our team I don't think is a strong three-point shooting team, which is fine. You know, you don't have to be that that three-point shooting team. But in order to win games, at least you have to score on every possession. And winning a possession means, hey, dribbling it in and getting a simple layup. You know, that's it. If you score on every possession with just simple layups, like, hey, you went from a two-point lead to a 10-point lead, easy. You know, it doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah. That's BYU's biggest thing right now. They live and die by the three. So if they're making threes, they're ranked 20th in the country right now. They're amazing. Like, watching them, I was surprised. I wasn't expecting them because the Big 12 is kind of like the powerhouse for college basketball. They've got a lot of talent in there, and mm-hmm. I was expecting them to be dead last just because that's how they were in football their first year in the Big 12, and they're not. So I'm like, uh, I'm kind of surprised. But that people forget that, yeah, two still win games. You don't have to shoot threes all the time. And yeah. one shooting like 30 or 40 threes a game, I'm like, that's that's a little too much for my liking. But I'm not the coach. I'm not, I'm not the players. They know better than I, so. Yeah, yeah. That's why we just watch. We're not the coaches. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So what was your aha moment? Like, I, I finally made it. Like, you felt like you made it. it. Whether it's with your current career or in sports, like, what was your aha moment? Ooh. I mean, sense. I don't think I hit my aha moment yet because I'm always looking to grow. I'm always looking to improve. And Um, My future aspirations, I want to eventually be a director of an academic unit in 
college sports. So um, hopefully that's a big school, but could be a very much a smaller school too. Uh, just depends. And then, you know, maybe even further down that line, uh, SWA. So a senior women's administrator for uh, whatever school um, in the future. So like I said, I feel like I'm in a good place now, but definitely looking to grow in the future. But um, when I officially got into this field, I would say that was my aha moment of, yeah, I definitely, I love this field. I love what I'm doing. I, I feel like I can implement all the things that I've learned through my educational experience while I was teaching into my everyday, um, just because I am helping students with their academics and then help game planning for the long term um, versus uh, back when I was teaching, just teaching lessons and then going home and grading homework. So I kind of like that piece, especially of, hey, whenever I go to work, I can leave work be. And, you know, it doesn't have to be an emergency of me bringing things home and completing it at home. Whereas whenever I was teaching, like, yeah, I coached and it was fun, but then it was also just always lesson planning, bringing things home to grade. And I, it was definitely, I can feel the burnout where as a peer, I don't, I don't feel burnout at all. Uh, I love my students that I work with and I work with all kinds of different student athletes, both domestic, international, um, I mean, all different kinds, so all over. So it's, it's just, it's fun. I learn something new every day. So it's awesome. Yeah. That, that's another question my mom likes to hear is, that aha moment because it, it, it is something special mm-hmm. so the money question the question that i like to ask comes from my uncle-in-law he also does a podcast it's called the Sportlight podcast essentially his whole focus is instead of talking to the older audience he he started this program that basically goes to schools and it's based in utah where they focus on the high school student athletes and mm-hmm. share like you have this spotlight on you right now where you can be a good influence in your high schools or a bad influence and trying to make a positive change, whether it's with making friends with the kids that aren't normally the popular kids or whatever it is. And so he had an Olympian, I think a gold medalist on his podcast. And the question he asked her, I've always liked, but I feel like I have to give credit because it's his question. Um, if you could, if like, let's say you're in a TED talk setting or so, something where you're being interviewed and the question is asked, why should people support women in sports, whether it's in your capacity or female athletes, what would your answer be? Why should they? I mean, it's the next up and coming thing. It's exciting. It's fun when women, I mean, just watching women's sports in general, there's so much emotion and tenacity and adversary there's just all that in one just with women and it's it's amazing to see and um i mean just through the the different sports like watching how about volleyball with nebraska and how big of a crowd they were able to fill up a whole football stadium just to watch nebraska volleyball team play and then um, just the biggest viewership for women's softball, watching the World Series with women's basketball, how that's just exploding. 
it's it's just a, an amazing and awesome time. And I'm so glad women are finally getting that exposure for people all over to see them perform and to see them compete. And um, I feel like people just, they it's okay to be on the bandwagon. You, as Right now you should, because it's a, an exciting time. And, you know, if you haven't got on board yet, you definitely should, because it's just going to explode and, and get better from here. And, um, you know, the more exposure that we can have with uh, female athletes, especially in different sports too, like I would love to see my field hockey girls get exposure because that sport is so exciting to watch. Um, again, just a lot of emotion, competitiveness going, lacrosse, soccer, all over the place. I mean, that women's sports are, in my opinion, just as much fun to watch um, even more so than men's sports. Um, even like March Madness, you know, coming up, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I got to make my bracket out for the men. No, make your bracket for the women, too, because, hey, Utah, LSU, I mean, all of them, they're they're exploding as well. And it's it's fun. Um, and I think women's sports, too, there's a lot of um, like strategic depending on the sport versus just like I compare like women run plays more in basketball than I feel versus men. Men is just a lot of like fast breaks running up and down the court um, where women, you know, you don't have the strength like men or the speed like men, but heck they, they can be better shooters. They can run plays just as good. I said, just all around it's, it's entertaining. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, you get all that just watching women play. They're great. Yeah, it was funny on on Saturday. It was my ten year high school reunion, and we were was I went to it because uh, I was one of those people that enjoyed high school, and mm-hmm. I got to talking with uh, another guy, and he had an Aces hat on, and I'm like, awesome! Like another guy supporting, um, supporting women's sport. Like that's awesome. We got to talking about it, and the thing we both agreed on is the biggest difference, and the reason why he enjoyed watching the WNBA and I do is they actually play defense. And the NBA, yes. like, they don't play defense. It's mm-hmm. 100-plus, like, the Jazz have been on this streak where they're scoring, like, 130 points the last, like, six games where, yeah, you're not going to get that in the WNBA, but you're getting contested games where – because I don't like blowouts. I think blowouts are boring. Like They are no, boring. Yeah. not fun. I'd rather it be competitive, like the Aces and the Liberties final, like the last game – went down to the last millisecond for who was going to win it. Like, I'm happy the Aces won, but like uh-huh. the defense is uh, – and that's what I tell people. Whenever I hear people ragging on women's sports, I'm like, have you ever watched it? And their answer is usually, no, we just hear what people say. Well, go watch it. It's not boring. It's not this. It's not this. It's just these guys in their basement who think they uh, know better, but they capped off in high school, and they're just jealous. Like, they're jealous yeah. They don't get to experience professional sports that these women are. Like, I think it's awesome. And, uh, like, when Penny realized that Asia Wilson is taller than me, she was amazed. Asia Wilson is 6'4", I'm 6'2". And so she was like, mm-hmm. girls can be taller than you? I'm like, yeah, of course. Absolutely, like, yeah. Like, and she asked me, she's like, could she beat you in basketball? I'm like, she would dominate me in basketball. <laughs> like, there's no doubt. Like, it, it, it's just funny. It, to have these dialogues with even she recognizes it. Like she enjoys uh-huh. it. Like she'll watch the NFL with me, but she enjoys watching the aces or 
we like watching the BYU Lady Cougars play or whatever it is. It, it's just fun that she gets to experience this just as much as I do because she deserves the role models that every little boy gets. So it, it's just awesome. And you're right. It's, it's a bandwagon that people should jump on. Absolutely. I mean, even in collegiate sports, like look at Caitlin Clark. I mean, she's putting up numbers that are better than a lot of the NBA players that they're putting up. They compared her to uh, LeBron James and, you know, everybody else. It's like, yeah, women are good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, you jump on I it, please. I think she's like 300 or 400 points shy of setting the record for most points scored in a collegiate career. So I know she's close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's behind Kelsey Plum by like 200 points. And then I think there's a guy who played in the 60s that's ahead of her. She wanted me to tell you she loves the Aces. (laughs) Oh, good. Good. I'm a Liberty fan, so a little hurt by the finals, but I I do appreciate the Aces. They're great. It it should be really good. I I was actually surprised. I was not expecting us to win with all the injuries that the Aces had, but you like Taylor Swift too. She's been. Oh, I love Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift. (laughs) I was showing her her jacket that um, Uschek's wife, uh, the fullback for the Forty Niners, made for her, and she thought the jacket was really cool too. So it was really cute. Yeah. yeah. So the last question I I want to ask. if you could give a piece of advice to the little girls that are like for my daughter example, what would, what piece of advice would you give her? Hmm. I will say opportunity is everywhere and, and don't be so discouraged with closed doors that happen. Cause it's just going to open up to a new door for you. And I know that's kind of cliche to say, but when I first got into collegiate athletics and when my internship was up, I at this point, it was really, really hard to get into the field. Now it's not so much because a lot of people are finding different you know, areas and ways to work remotely, so it's not as popular. But back when I was first applying for full-time positions, I applied everywhere. I had an on-campus interview with Appalachian State, with um, – who else? Uh, Minnesota with um, Texas. I mean, all these different schools where, you know, again, I was just like, just, I just need a job. Just get my name somewhere. Where, where can I stick? And I was always like, just so close. Or I was one or two candidates away from getting the job until finally, you know, I got to Utah and, you know, was it in my like initial thought of like, hey, should I really take this job at Utah? I'm going further away from family. I'm going further away from friends. But somewhere deep down in my gut, I felt like, hey, you know, this is my opportunity. I'm going to take it and we're going to ride it and see where it goes. And so that's just, I feel like the nature in sports, you're not always going to get what you initially want, but opportunities are going to open for you where you you should go, where it's meant for you. And whenever they do, Take it, ride with it, and, you know, don't be so set on, like, what your job title is. Like I said, when I got to Utah, I was hired as a learning specialist. But I talked to my advisor, and I said, hey, look, I want to continue to grow in this field. I don't want to just stay as a learning specialist. I want to, you know, grow other responsibilities as being a tutor coordinator, being an advisor. And I told my supervisor, I said, hey, I eventually want your job. So how do I get your job? 
tell me, give me all the, all the advice, give me all the responsibilities. Let's, let's build me up. So he really, you know, gave me a ton of things to do. I, I really grew under his leadership, Chris Uchek. And, um, you know, like I said, at Penn State now, I'm continuing to do that. And I even told my new director, like, hey, I still want your job. So let's continue to work to see what I need to do to develop and grow from here. So, again, just take opportunity and um, continue riding. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm kind of at that stage where I'm like, I'm so close to graduation. I don't want to stay at Walmart. Like, Walmart was a great stepping stone, but mm-hmm. the only person that thinks it's an awesome job is Penny, and she's four years old. So, she doesn't really <laughs> recognize that. Yeah, it's not that great of a job, but I mean, it it gets you. Uh, it it does what it needs to. It. Uh huh. So my wife has already gotten her career started. So now I'm like, it, it, it's time for me to start getting my career started. So eventually, I, I I'm applying everywhere. Like, because I got a degree in marketing, so it's mm-hmm. pretty versatile. I'm like, I honestly, I could go sports route. I could go anywhere. I'm like, I I don't care. I just want. Because I'm always going to do this podcast. This podcast is just something that I enjoy doing. It's something that's fun. I get to meet unique people like yourself, and it's, it's fun. Like it, it, it's eventually, hopefully, I could be the next Pat McAvee or something like that. Get a podcast that's massive. But until then, I'll just keep doing what I what I'm doing right now. So, but thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to kind of share your story. Like it's so cool. You're the first, first person that I've had in had on here that does your capacity. Cause most of the time I focus more on the athlete side. So it's fun to see the opposite side of it too. So. Well, I appreciate you having me on and, you know, having and creating a platform for women to share their stories and, um, to give advice to younger girls. Cause I mean, you said we don't really have that space or that space is very limited, unfortunately for women right now, but you know, being optimistic and hopefully that'll grow and that will continue to grow as we are seeing the trends with just, like I said, viewership and all of that. So again, thank you again for having me on here and, and sharing my experience, my voice with everyone. So appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. And again, I'm sorry. She's, she likes to be involved. It's kind of hard. No, to it's great. It's fun. <laughs> you so, know, I appreciate her love for the Aces. So it's awesome. Yeah, she was frustrated that we couldn't. We went to a couple games so much so that we're going to be season ticket holders this next season. Which awesome. That was my dream. I want. I didn't care what team it was. I just want to be season ticket holders. And so uh-huh. my wife is like, "Yeah, that's your Christmas present. That's yours and hers." Like. A night out where I don't have to worry about either of you. Yeah, go go watch the Aces play. So, um, but she was disappointed that she couldn't give high fives to the players. She's like, I don't understand why we can't do that, Dad. You did that with the football players. It's like, yeah, I was working for the football players, so yeah, you could go separate. onto the field after the game. So it's like maybe one day if I get a job with the Aces, you can go say hi to Asia or Kelsey or the many amazing women on that team. So. Right. Right. Yeah, so soon. She'll get her high five soon. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Well, thank you again. Um, I should be editing this in the next, like, the next day or so, and then I'll send you the link when it's done, so. Okay, sounds good. I'm going to take a picture for my Instagram.